Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Monday, November 21st. Coming up, how much could a new baseball stadium actually benefit Kansas City? I think I've seen calculations that a you know, baseball stadium has about the same economic impact as like a small supermarket or medium-sized supermarket, which is not huh. nothing, but you know, not you know, the kind of thing that you build an entire uh, development plan around. We'll bring you that conversation. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City, Kansas Police Department will review all cases connected to indicted former detective Roger Golubsky. He's facing federal charges of kidnapping, rape, and sex trafficking conspiracy. Chief Carl Oakman says he'll work with Wyandotte County District Attorney Mark Dupree, who last week won approval from the County Board of Commissioners to spend $1.7 million on digitizing cases. That's so Golubsky's decades of casework can be reviewed. Mayor Tyrone Garner voted in favor of the plan. We've gotten to the point where Wyandotte County is not only watching, the world is watching Wyandotte County. The department is expected to officially announce the review today. Kansas City, Missouri's Board of Police Commissioners is claiming the city is undercounting revenue so it can spend less money on police. Missouri law now requires Kansas City to give 25 percent of its general revenue to the police department. But in a new legal filing, police commissioners say Kansas City is reducing that amount by excluding funds like economic development incentives. Attorney Patrick McInerney says the police board is just looking for a fair accounting. This is not the board laying claim to certain dollars. It's the board asking the city to tell us how much the general revenue is because that's what the law says we have to base our budget on. Mayor Quinton Lucas says claims of an undercount are false and the board's actions are politically motivated. Nearly 350,000 Missouri children won't receive a full federal child tax credit. KCUR's Noah Taborda reports that's because their parents don't earn enough to take advantage of the program. The federal benefit is tied to a family's earnings and income taxes, so if a family doesn't file a tax return, they won't get the credit. Advocates argue the design excludes the most vulnerable children. Nearly a quarter of the Missouri children set to lose out on the $2,000 credit are black, according to the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Latino and indigenous children and those living in rural areas also fall in the gap at higher rates. The federal government expanded the program last year, but Congress did not make the reform permanent. The report suggests without federal action, child poverty will return to pre-pandemic levels. When Kansas City Royals owner John Sherman announced plans to spend $2 billion on a new downtown baseball stadium, he prompted some big questions, including how much public money the project would need and how much downtown stadiums actually benefit a city. KCUR's Steve Kraske spoke to Neil DeMoss, editor of the blog Field of Schemes, and architectural critic Paul Goldberger about the potential stadium. Here's part of their conversation. Paul, what's your initial reaction to what you're hearing about this big new proposal for a new stadium in a a district around the ballpark here in Kansas City? Well, in general, you know, I'm a big fan of downtown baseball. I think baseball integrates beautifully into downtowns. It stimulates growth. It's been, there's something very natural about walking through a dense downtown and going to a baseball game that for me is very different from the sort of more suburban experience of coming in a car and parking and walking across right. acres of asphalt to go into something. That said, um, 
you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a fan of giving owners a blank check either. And so, you know, the issue of paying for it, I think, has to be separated out from the issue of whether or not it's a good thing on its own terms. I think it is a good thing on its own terms, but that doesn't mean, I think, that the Royals should have a blank check from the city and county and state <laughs> for doing whatever they please. You know, Paul, you hear uh, Royals owner John Sherman toss out a price tag of like $2 billion and, you know, your eyeballs about fall out of, your, out of their sockets. Any sense of how doable a number that size is for a city, a mid-sized city like Kansas City? Well, first, I'm not sure whether that number refers to just the ballpark or the entire district he's proposing around it. You know, one of the most interesting things to compare to right now is the uh, project that's been controversial and has still not gotten approval in Oakland. Uh, mm-hmm. The Oakland uh, A's want to build a new downtown stadium, getting away from the old Coliseum, which is one of the uh, older and less functional uh, ballparks in major league use right now. And uh, they proposed an entire district near the waterfront, they would have a lot of housing and so forth, which they want to act as a kind of co-developer on. Um, there are complicated pluses and minuses to that, too, and it may not happen. But um, my question is, in Kansas City, you know, I don't know whether $2 billion refers to all the ancillary stuff that might happen around it, uh, some of which could be ultimately profitable but would still cost money to build, and, uh, or whether it's just the stadium the ballpark itself. I, mean, I believe it's not just a stadium. It includes some ancillary right. items entire, here. Right. The yeah. entire, entire development, really. Yeah. Yep. It, it, Neil, what are your thoughts about this notion that we're talking about a price tag of $2 billion here and how do, doable that is for a city the size of Kansas City? Yeah. I mean, whether that's for the entire project, which seems like, or um, just the stadium, um, it's clearly an awful lot of money. And uh, Sherman has at this point only committed to putting in hundreds of millions of dollars of his own money um, towards the entire project. So that's still a fairly large gap. Um, Obviously, there's the county sales tax that has been used for the stadiums that could be extended. But that's only going to bring in, you know, a few hundred million more at most. So it's there's a large gap to be filled there. Um, and, you know, it's not like these things tend to spin off an awful lot of money. Right. I mean, economists have looked at this, the, you know, these kinds of projects for decades now. And um, it's not like it's an enormous cash cow that you just have to figure out, you know, how to equitably split the proceeds, you know, they cost an awful lot and they bring in some money, but not a ton. So it's going to be a challenge to figure out something that is fair for all parties. Neil, why don't they bring in a ton? Because at least in theory, you've got, what, 81, 82 dates a year, home games in your downtown. That's a lot of dates. You have people coming in from out of town, from all over the Midwest, in theory, for an an attraction like this. You would think it would be something of a cash cow. You would think, but, you know, there's a couple things. Um, first of all, obviously, you know, the Royals, even if they don't play downtown right now, do play in the region. So a lot of people are going to be coming from out of town and staying, you know, in Kansas City. Um, you know, people who might be going to games now, um, if more people are going to games, they are doing something else now that they're spending money, right? So there's that sort of cannibalization effect where, uh, you know, you get people spending at one thing but not another thing, and it winds up being a wash in terms of, of economic activity. Um, again, there's not zero impact, 
Um, but when you're talking about a place that sure is open 81 days a year, but is dark the other, you know, almost 300 days a year um, and is dark most of the day because it's only open three, four hours, you know, you're really talking about something that is, you know, a, I think I've seen calculations that, a, you know, baseball stadium has about the same economic impact as like a small supermarket or medium sized supermarket, which is not huh. nothing, but, you know, not, you know, the kind of thing that you build an entire uh, development plan around. Uh, Paul, does that strike you as a reasonable comparison? Well, um, probably if you just simply separate the dollars and cents, yes. But, um, you know, a baseball park does have the ability to stimulate an entire downtown and fill in gaps and make it feel like a denser, more energetic place. I mean, uh, think about um, if we go from uh, Kaufman Stadium to Kaufman Hall in downtown uh, Kansas City. Right. You know, that isn't occupied every moment either. And yet it's a fundamentally good thing for the city. It becomes, you know, an important symbol. It generates other activity. Uh, and so forth, and and fills in gaps in the city. Um, that's why it's a little bit misleading to say, uh, yes, it's a two billion dollar project, and the stadium itself would probably not throw off much positive cash flow in the end for all the reasons that Neil correctly uh, explained. But a lot of the other parts of that two billion dollars probably would be profitable, huh. which is why public subsidy for them is really, in fact not so justified because right. somebody's going to be making money off those condos one at one point or another anyway. And it's somewhat disingenuous to request public subsidies for aspects of a larger project that will ultimately be profitable. Interesting. Neil, let me ask you a question. In Typically in projects like this, what percentage of the total cost does an owner tend to put in? I mean, it's all over the place, right? You know, and I don't know that one necessarily wants to look at how it's done elsewhere because so many of these deals uh, wind up being, you know, done with way too much public money, right? And that's mm -hmm. kind of the goal of some of them, right? There are certainly places where uh, a team owner wants to build a new stadium because he feels like the old one is really, you know, run down and we really could do better with a new one and bring in a lot more money. There are also places where it's like, oh, it's been 20 years since we asked for a you know, check for a new stadium. Let's see if we can use this to get some more money out of the city or the county or the right, state. Right, right. Um, wow. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what the exact percentage is now, but it is anywhere from 0% to 100%. You know, uh, just talking about the, the San Francisco Giants Stadium, Paul was saying um, that was, you know, almost entirely private, whereas, uh, you know, there are plenty of other stadiums that are, you know, 50%, 70%, 80% uh, uh, public. So, yeah. Right. You know, Kauffman Stadium, at least by all outward appearances, appears to be a fully functioning, operational stadium that's in pretty good shape. What are we doing here? Well, well, that's a, that's a whole different point, but I, I have to say it's absolutely correct. Kauffman Stadium had a lot of money put into it, yeah. uh, I think, roughly a decade or so correct. ago, or a little more, but not, not a very long time ago at all, uh, and was beautifully updated. Kauffman Stadium was always one of the best ballparks in the major leagues anyway. Um, it was one of the few in the uh, decades of the 60s and 70s that was built for baseball only. You know, it was built at a time when most cities were building these inane, enormous concrete bunkers for football and baseball together. 
that did nobody any good. They were really compromises for both sports. And um, Kansas City was remarkable because it was a real leader in 1972 in doing the Truman Sports Complex with two separate stadiums. Um, no other city did that. After that, it was recognized that this was a, a false economy trying to put them in the same place because the needs really were different. And other cities began to follow the model of separate baseball and football stadiums, even though it seemed more expensive at the outset. Right. Ultimately, you serve both places better by doing them separately. John Sherman, the Royals owner, is saying in a statement this week that, hey, another five or six years down the road, it's going to be 60 years old. The cost of maintaining is going to exceed the cost of building new. Does that resonate with you? Make any sense? This is a claim we're hearing a lot lately. We heard it with the Buffalo Bills football stadium, with the uh, Tennessee Titans football stadium, that, oh, you know, it's going to cost so much to uh, renovate uh, that we might as well just build a new one. And um, in both of those cases, there's been a lot of controversy because the team owners have not actually come up with the numbers, you know, to explain why it's going to cost so much, you know. Um, Obviously, with Kaufman, it's just gotten a lot of renovations not that long ago. So it's not like, you know, it's a 60-year-old building that hasn't been done anything with right but i think you know there's a there's a term that team owners sometimes like to use which is economically obsolete which as near as i can understand it means well it's not actually obsolete in the sense that people don't like going to games there or it's falling down or anything like that but we're not making as much money as we could if we had a newer place that was KCUR's Steve Kraske and writers Neil DeMoss and Paul Goldberger. You can hear their entire conversation from KCUR's Up to Date at kcur.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive.